Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Allahumma zidna ilma, wa la tuzir qulubna, ba'da idhahdaytana, uhablana min ladunka rahma, inna kanta alwahab. Allahumma ma asma binamatin bi ahadin min khalqika, faminka wahdaka la sharika lak, falaka alhamd, walaka shukr. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for His infinite grace and blessings upon us. By definition, the ni'mah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is what He gives us of something that we have not earned. It's not something that we worked for and then He compensates us for it. His blessings are given to us without doing anything. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us all, alhamdulillah, with the greatest of na'mah of blessings, which we did nothing to deserve, which is He gave us guidance and He made us Muslims. And among the Muslims, He made us in the best ummah, which is the last ummah of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. An ummah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself called the khair ummah, the best of ummah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us life. And life is time. If you break down, you know, someone lived a hundred years, it's units of years and months and weeks and days and hours and minutes and seconds. It's accumulation of that. So a person who is smart knows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put us all on a time clock. And there is an ajal, a command of Allah where the limit of time is over. And we all go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the smart person is the one who uses that time that has been given in the best possible way. Because... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, He gives us a scenario in the Qur'an in more than one place, one of which we just recited, that when that person, a person perceives that the last moments of my time have come, the ajal of Allah, the limit where Allah has put has come, He says, Ya Allah, give me an extension on time. After all those years, give me a little more extension. Why? So that I can do a lot of good deeds, sadaqa, charitable deeds, good deeds. And that I may be among the righteous. So a person realizes that they could have done a lot better with their time, better use of their time, that it would be weightier, more worth. On, on the scales on the Day of Judgment. Because all of our deeds are time-based. To do anything, to do Salah takes a certain amount of time. To read Quran takes a certain amount of time. To do Hajj takes time. Fasting takes time. You know, everything, you know, helping somebody uh, takes time. Teaching somebody takes time. So if you take our units of time, how have we utilized our time? And this is one thing that people will regret 
at the time of death wanting more and then even in the hereafter on the day of judgment they would feel many people would say Allah send me back so I can do better so we are reminded of that that we have to use our time wisely and what is the definition of using our time wisely is to spend every moment every heartbeat every second doing something that Allah approves and is pleased with or he loves now you can say well I can't spend every second in salah salah is one thing that Allah SWT loves but outside of salah whatever you do at that time when a parent calls you responding and going to that parent is something that Allah loves so that's counted as Ibadah is something that Allah is pleased with. If somebody is sad, you go and smile on their face and make them happy. That is what Allah is pleased with. When somebody is sick, you go and visit them. That's what Allah is pleased with. You see a needy at the moment, whatever the call of the moment is, you do that. Being fully cognizant and realizing that Allah is watching me. One of the names of Allah is Ar-Raqib, which means ever watchful. So every moment of our lives, no matter whether we are in the daytime, whether we are in the nighttime, whether we are in company, whether we are alone, you know, in the privacy of our bedroom, wherever we are, you know, Allah watches, Allah knows, Allah is aware. So what should we do? We should be aware of what Allah is aware about me. So I'm monitoring myself because Allah is watching me. So I want to see what does Allah see me doing? And it's not just what Allah sees me doing externally, because externally is easy. What are my eyes doing? What are the eyes looking at? What are my ears listening to? What is my tongue uttering? What is my hands doing? What is my feet doing? Where are they going? And also internally, because Allah knows what's inside. So I have to be monitoring what is my heart attracted towards? What thoughts are, am I entertaining and what thoughts give me joy? Are they in alignment with what gives, makes Allah happy or are they things that make Allah unhappy? So I am watching my inside and my outside to make sure that what Allah is seeing about me is only good. So we have to be always aware that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one <coughs> Who has given me this time this we are on loan we are tourists here we are all on this earth as on a tourist visa there's no permanent citizenship or permanent residence because there's no permanency 50 years 60 years tomorrow we are doing janaza on a 23 year old woman perfectly healthy to remind us that everybody's time is written and how we spend that time how we utilize that time is what will count on the day of judgment and as we know, we will each stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala individually. There'll be no rep representatives, there'll be no attorneys, there'll be no excuses. Everyone will stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, will be called by our names in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give accounting of our life, of our youth. All of these are time-based. What, what did you do in your youth? What did you do the time that was your youth? What did you do in your life? Was this. So... <clears throat> Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will weigh our deeds. 
what did you do? What did you bring with you? And we're not going to take our toys. We're not going to take our houses. We're not going to take our clothes. We're not going to take anything except our good deeds with us. Because that's what has been recorded by the angels. And something, we want our scales of good deeds to be heavy. And you know what is the, what gives the most weight? is called good character, good manners, akhlaq. Okay, that carries the most weight. How we behave with our parents, how we behave with each other, how we behave with people who are below us, how we behave with people who are above us, how we behave with our business partners, how we behave with our teachers, with our parents, grandparents, grandchildren, whatever, friends, how we behave with our enemies, those who consider themselves our enemies, how we behave with all of them, is our akhlaq. What is, comes out of us when we are challenged? You know, if everything is good, everybody's on good behavior, right? It's when you are angry, when you are upset, when you are tired, when things are not going the way you like, that's when you get challenged. And that's what brings out what is truly inside us. So, if you have take an example of a sponge, do you, when you look on the surface, you don't know what's inside it. When do you, what do you find out? What's inside this water? Is there soap inside this sponge? Is there water inside this sponge? Is there Coca-Cola inside this sponge? How do you find it out? You squeeze the sponge and you'll see what comes out. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts us through a squeeze in life with difficulties and challenges and sometimes Making life difficult, sometimes making life too easy, giving us everything to see. That's also a form of squeeze, what kind of character we show. And this akhlaq is one, is akhlaq with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Believing in Him alone, worshipping Him alone, recognizing Him the way He has introduced Himself, and obeying Him in everything that He likes, staying away from everything that He is forbidden. Loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as He deserves. This is our minimum relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Akhlaq with Allah. Then akhlaq with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa To love Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is to give him the status after Allah is Rasulullah. Nobody else above my parents, above my spouse, above my child. I love Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa above everyone else. And part of that love is to follow him. And to follow him you need to know what did he do? In every situation, how was he with children? How was he with adults? How was he in the battlefield? How was he in the masjid? How was he at home? How was he when he was eating food? Everything is recorded and we, out of our love, we do what he did. So that's our akhlaq with Rasulullah And sending a lot of salah and salam, durood sharif, salah and nabi, especially on the days of Jumu'ah. This is our loyalty to Rasulullah because of all the sacrifices that he made for us and all the hardships he went through and because he is the best of Allah's creation. From before Allah created everything, he had already destined him as to be the, the, at the apex of his creation. Okay. So, and then there is our akhlaq with our parents, our children, how we behave with them, how we treat our neighbors and all of that. And when we see people with good akhlaq, which means people who are honest, who never tell a lie, people who are trustworthy, people who are generous, 
people who are helpful, people who are kind, uh, all of those are traits that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to deal with each other. So the more we do of that, the more our good deeds accumulate, the more easier it will be on the day of judgment. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us time every Friday is a reminder because the day of judgment is also going to be on a Friday. Okay, that we should prepare for that day. And we are told that for us, every week is Eid. Not just two Eids in a year. Every week there is an Eid, which is the day of Jumu'ah, Friday. So we have to celebrate Friday. But the greatest celebration should come on that great day of Eid, day of judgment, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spreads sort of a carpet of welcome, as we said, the red carpet under his arsh for people who led their lives according to what Allah loves and is pleased with, what he has commanded us to do and what he has asked us to stay away from. So if we do that, then we can hope from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the best of his rewards. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's rewards start in this world. Allah gives us a life that's beautiful, that is full of tranquility, that's full of peace and, and contentment. And then in the grave, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes that a portion of Jannah. So life in that stage is also beautiful. The day of judgment is also beautiful. And then the eternal life is beautiful. So the formula is very simple. We learn about our deen. And it's not about learning. Everything we learn, we put in our lives. We do that. No matter what happens, no matter how difficult, no matter how anybody else says, and we proudly do that. We are not ashamed of it. We are not embarrassed by it. When this is what my deen says, and I do it, why? Because it's the best. There is nothing can be better. So I should be proud that I am doing what is the best thing to do, regardless of what people say. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us among those who are pleasing to him, that he is pleased with us and he pleases us when we meet him and in this life. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who truly love him and love his Rasul sallallahu alayhi love his deen, deen of Islam, and love each other for Allah's sake. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala join us uh, together in the hereafter in the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Nashadu an la ilaha illa anastaghfiruka wa atubu ilaha.